1: Lucky number for stuff, episode 13. Yes. yes! Best number ever. And we are going to talk about a subject near and dear to Miss Stephanie's heart. <laughs> I Perfectionism. Mean, like, that, uh,
0: <laughs> something I've dealt with my whole life. Yes. It's interesting, though, because you said, I just don't get it. Like, I get it, mm-hmm. but I don't. Like, I personally can't relate to it in my head. I'm like, oh, good thing I can fucking carry us then, because... 37 years
1: of trying to live with it, Jesus Christ. You know what I was just thinking about though? I was just thinking about. I wonder if it's hard for me to relate to it because of ADHD. Because maybe I know that I don't do a lot of things well. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> just not going to be done well. Like, my goal is just to, like, do it. And, like, if yes. it's done, I'm happy. I'm happy. And, like, you know, come sliding in hot Mass Express. Like, it is <laughs> what it is. I'm still here. Like, so I, I, I wonder if it's that my brain has overcome that thought process of, like, you have you have too many browsers open. Like, sure. you're, you're not going to make it, honey. Like, so just throw the thought out of your head that something's going to be perfect. It is what it is. Like, you're
0: not going to be able to do it. I actually envy you for that. I mean, I don't envy, like, ADHD-type deal sometimes, <laughs> right? But I envy <laughs> the mindset that, hey, you're doing it. That's all that matters. And I am working very hard to get there. Please hear me when I say that. But I have yes. literally... Dealt with perfectionism my whole ass life, even being a kid. And what gets me is that my son is doing the same thing. And I it makes me so sad. And I have repeated the phrase to him over and over that perfect is not real. So it was actually adorable the other day. He came out of his room during school and he goes, Mom, I've been thinking about it. I think you're right. Perfect is not real. Because nobody's perfect. Things aren't perfect. So I think you're onto something.
1: And I was like, Oh, thank God. It's finally clicking in. Thank the Lord. Sophia's teacher says progress, not perfection. And I love that. I've adapted that to so many different things because, again, I don't... Perfect isn't real. Nothing nothing in this world is perfect. There are things that look and can appear like Mm -hmm. like somebody's perfect life, somebody's perfect body, somebody's perfect Mm -hmm. face, perfect hair, perfect this, when in reality there are so many variables behind that person getting to that point that it's just that that's not realistic. So I really Mm -hmm. like that little slogan of progress not perfection
0: I can remember being a small kid and and here's the thing my mom my mom would always ask me like where is this coming from like you weren't raised like that so to speak when it came to having low self-esteem or being depressed and things like that it's your own mindset right so it's your own internal dialogue telling yourself that unless you do it this way you're not good enough and so I would watch, it sounds silly, but I would watch these gymnasts on TV and be like, oh my God, I want to do that. I really wanted to be like an Olympic gymnast. So then I, t- I was on the gymnastics team in middle school and realized this shit's really motherfucking hard if you don't start it <laughs> from the womb because, wow, my body doesn't do that. I didn't beat myself up, but I was very hard on myself when I couldn't get something. My dad will laugh at this if he ever listens to this. When I was 10 years old, he opened up a pool hall. So a billiard hall where you play pool on a pool table. People are like, oh, there's a pool. I'm like, no, not the same. (laughs) So my dad is a very, very, very good pool player. State champion, national champion, all the things. Like he's done it all. And so he would teach me when I was a kid he would have Monday night tournaments with adults. I was the only kid. I won my first tournament ever. I was like on top of the world. Cause I won money. I was 10 years old. People were so shocked. Like, Oh, Claudio's daughter. You're so good. Follow up to week two. I lost the first match and I threw my stick and I said, I'm not doing this anymore. I've quit. <laughs> my dad was like, Stephanie, you can't quit. And I was like, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. I, hate uh, it. I did. I did. I, hate it. I quit now. <laughs> Do you know, first of all, do you know how fucking hard pool is? Because pool uses geometry and I fucking hate math. So there's that. It is a hard (sighs) ass fucking game. But when your dad is who he is, you're expected to be a good pool player. People Mm -hmm. think you're his kid. You're a fucking good pool player. No, Mm -hmm. I'm not terrible. I know what I'm doing, but my brother would murder me for sure. My ex-husband, same thing. (laughs) When it came to softball. My dad was a softball player, and I watched him my whole life, and I was like, yes, I want to do this. When I first started, I was terrible. I was also 10, but then I became very passionate about it, and I practiced, and I got much better, and it was great. Um, My whole school life, my parents had very high expectations for me because I was very smart. I am very smart, and so I was expected to get good grades. I won't say straight A's because they wouldn't get mad about B's, but if I had a C, oh, wait, I was grounded. Not happening. Like, you are going to have good grades because you are going to make something of yourself. What that turned into was me having really unrealistic expectations of myself as I got into higher education. Not so much undergrad because I was honestly more focused on partying initially because I got out of the house and I was like, I'm about to live it up. But graduate school, dude, I put so much pressure on myself to be perfect. It was not healthy for sure. And this bleeds into so many other things, whether it becomes, you know, your body and having a perfect body. What does that look like? Maybe it looks like me not eating for a year and a half because I want to be skinny or me wanting to, I mean, there's just so many things, so many things right now. My son gets really down on himself if he's trying to draw something and it doesn't come out the way he thought it was going to come out in his head. And then he's devastated And Mm -hmm. I have to point out, but look at the effort you put into that. You worked so hard. And most seven-year-olds can't do that. Like, focus on what got you here, right? Like, focus on the steps that you took to get this project or whatever it is done. Like Mari said, I'm just focused on the fact that I did it, and that's what matters. Like, focus on the journey to get to where you're trying to be as opposed to having a quote-unquote perfect end result because it's not real. I
1: think listening to you and like looking at the mere differences like we're so different. I, I, growing up I was like this shit does not bring me joy. I'm fucking doing it. I'm not like I was a quiet kid don't get me wrong but when I did not want to do something I, I was done. I was I was done. like so when you're talking about like we, somewhat similar things like um, my ex loved playing pool. I literally played one game. I was like, this is a fucking dumb game. I'm not playing again. (laughs) And he was like, you don't even, I was like, no, there's 30,000 other things we can do together and like spend time. I'm not playing pool again. I'm not doing it. I'm not going to sit in a pool hall and watch you do that. I'm not Mm -hmm. doing it. My mom, she was a great softball player signed us up for softball i did it for three years and i was like i don't want to do this anymore this is stupid i don't fucking like it like i i'm afraid i'm gonna get hit with the ball i don't want to do it she's like mari like but you're you know because i was decent i was good like i'm built for softball but like no i don't want to i'm i'm not happy this is boring like basketball oh my god i would never even attempt that i would look like an idiot i i played for all because everybody else did it and i was like yeah i'm gonna do this and then like finally i was like this is fucking dumb i'm so terrible like i don't even want to play this anymore. i was horrible horrible like think about think about a midwestern white woman playing basketball that's fucking me like i'm so bad i'm so bad and so i just like if it's not well, possible, also we're not I- tall
0: like, I'm not saying no, sure can't play, but we're I small said, people.
1: That's why I said Midwestern white woman. <laughs> yeah. Like, think of a woman who loves cheese. <laughs> like, head is short. Like, I love my Packers and my beard. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Like, I. I'm, no athletic like ability in running like that like if it's a fun runner or something like that yeah absolutely R- like being tactical while running Absolutely no not. no oh my god I'm not trying no. to down my
0: form or like my fucking velocity of yes. no I don't do no, all that I'm not doing mm-hmm.
1: that that's so so like it's so weird that like for and when you're talking about like grad school and stuff like that I was I was compared to Tara a lot Tara's my am sure. I was compared to Tara a lot or maybe and maybe it wasn't even so much that my parents were doing it but more so that I was doing it it. And then mm-hmm. because I was so internally doing it myself that I projected that my parents did it. Because I don't ever remember them being like, why can't you be like Tara? Like, they were never like that. Yeah. But in my head, it was like, they expected my grades to look like Tara's grades. Tara, fantastic at school. Fan, Tara's she, mean- was ma- <laughs> she was made for school. She was made for school. And probably a little bit of that, like, older, like, oldest child. Yes. Like, feeling, like, putting a lot of pressure. And that's also where we differ. You're the oldest. I'm the youngest. Yep. So... So, like, in our in our respective households. So, like, the youngest child really is like, man, I am not gonna give a fuck. <laughs> like, not saying that perfectionism can't exist in younger yes. children or anybody in birth order, but still. I think that lends itself to why I was like, mm, I don't fucking care. I don't like it. It's not bringing me joy. I'm not doing it. <laughs> but as as I progressed in school, it was, it was a lot of that, that comparing myself to Tara and, like, thinking, like, well, why can't I do this or whatever? And because I just... I wasn't good at school. I just wasn't. Mm-hmm. I I didn't have the attention span for it. And I really realistically think things would have been a lot different had I had maybe a medication to help me focus. Because it was so hard to focus mm-hmm. on things. So it was so hard. My dad would set timers. I would get like 10 minute timer breaks. Like we did these reading programs to like earn six flag tickets. Yep. Tara would have like 4,000 tickets and I'd be like <laughs> struggling to get 60 minutes. I'd be like, good God, 600 minutes. That shit yeah. was the shit. He, he would, he would, my dad would set timers for me. It was 10 minute timers. I would, and I literally, I read the same book. The same book, the junkyard, the junkyard dog. Yep, I I like earned a ticket. It was it was crazy, but as I progressed in undergrad and then graduate, I just got better because Mm -hmm. I loved it. Like it was interesting, and I wanted to do it. And so I just like if I find something I want to do, I do it, and I do it to the full extent. Not that it's like well, I have to be perfect or good at it. It's just like I embody that because I want to do it. So it's so like just the differences of. Where, yeah, I just, I don't... Okay, but let's think about this. Here's,
0: I think, here's where I think we have similar perspectives on situations. You are competitive, correct? Absolutely. Same, to my fucking core, which can make perfectionism significantly worse. Because if you are looking up to somebody that you want to compete with and you're like, well, she's perfect, I got to do it better, right? Or they got this, I got to fucking outdo them, right? Do you want to
1: know how it is in my head, though? (laughs) (laughs) I get what you're saying. I'm on the train with you. I get it. (laughs) However... I'm not going to, I'm not stupid. I'm not setting myself up in something that I know that I can't win at. If Fair. I know that I can't win at it, I'm not fucking doing it. Like like when people want to be competitive, I'm not going to play a competitive chess match with you. I don't have oh, the no. fucking patience for it. I'm not I'm going to run a, a mile jump. with a runner. I'm not no. going to do a one-on-one basketball <laughs> tournament. Like I might as well just not show up. <laughs> like, like, but if it's something that I know what I, like, I know what I'm fucking talking about. Like, oh man, when clients, when I teach them cognitive errors and they're like, but what about this? What about and this? They Challenge you. Sure. Oh, I am fucking in it. I'm like, bring it, bring it. I will. Yes. I am going to get you to love yourself. You are going to fucking leave here challenged and loving yourself. So yes. uh, like throw it at me. Keep it coming. Like those are the things like Monopoly board games. I could absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I games a strategy like that in the sense of where it doesn't necessarily like we're like, um, math, it, anything with math, I'm not, I'm not going to compete no. with you on because I fucking nope. can't cause I hate numbers, but like things I will be competitive about things that I know I can win. But like, sure. if it's something that I'm like meh I don't necessarily like I'm not gonna enter a softball tournament and then be like oh I'm pissed we didn't win like I'll be upset but like it is what it is I know I suck but when I play volleyball in the summer I'm good at volleyball and if Mm -hmm. we don't fucking win I am upset I it is it is a whole day-long process of me trying to get over it like it's sure it takes a moment it
0: was funny when I was a kid and played softball so I always played co-ed softball because I Got along with boys better than girls. And I know it's like a Hallmark thing that people say, blah, blah, blah. But <laughs> girls like really did make my life a living hell growing up. They really yeah. did. And so I spent more time with boys. Well, occasionally we would get like one other girl. Well, then my perfectionism was like, I gotta be better than her though. Like I, mm. I gotta be the star fucking girl on this team. And for the most part, like to toot, toot my own horn. Like I was, I just was hey. because I liked to play just as rough as the boys or like just as aggressively as the boys. But when I was 22 and I joined an all girls team, for a bar which was literally the fucking worst idea of my life first of all them hoes put me in the outfield I am an infield player and I was like oh that's how y'all wanna play
1: <laughs> I literally
0: <Okay. laughs> I don't okay. get the difference <laughs> I'm like do oh. <laughs> dude infield you're like tight you're in the game like you gotta be on your toes because like the ball could come flying at you at any moment the outfield so, you're like
1: da 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 like
0: fucking I am an outfield browse. player yes. I'm an outfield player because you yes. could be twirling around and never get yes. a ball and you'd be fine
1: <laughs> yes Done. The pressure's off. Yes. like I don't yes. want somebody sliding into me.
0: Yikes. You can have it. <laughs> Guess what I did to that team? I fucking quit. I was like, peace out, bitches. You wanna put me in the outfield? I'm done. I'm not doing this. Because I was mad. Because I was like, mm-hmm. no, like I'm not, I'm not here for this. I feel like perfectionism has I'm not gonna say ruined my life. That's really dramatic, but it has deeply impacted how I view myself, which I have worked a very long time and really intensely to reverse, so to speak. Mm -hmm. When I read the book, The Four Agreements, which I think everybody should read, it's super short. Um, One of the agreements is to know that each day you're doing your best. So for years, if I didn't, whether it was I woke up with the most intense migraine in the world and I didn't go to work because I couldn't function, I would beat myself up about it. Like, no, you could have went to work. When really, no, I couldn't have. I would do people, no service to go to work with a debilitating migraine. But I was convinced that I had to do everything perfectly all the time. Otherwise I wasn't living my truth. When in reality I was just putting everybody else first, which I would encourage nobody to do that ever in your life.
1: You can't Um, pour from an empty cup. Nope. You have to pour into yourself first. You have to take care of yourself first. I also though, look at our, the work culture that we were involved in and look how you were treated if you didn't come in. That yes. That, I feel like, it, um, blew the perfectionism out of the water of, like... Sure. Well, we really could have used you. And, you know, I absolutely understand that. But here's the thing. Your hiring practices and how many people you have on staff is not my issue. That's yep. not my issue. I have to take care of myself first before I sit here and pour into any other people. Because if I'm giving these people who need me in their, their worst times only 20% of myself because that's all I can give... That's not effective. When if yep. I take this day, rest, recharge, come back, and can probably be at ninety five percent. Because let's be honest, I feel like in that work environment, it was very hard to reach back a hundred percent, even if you had a weekend. Without a doubt, that it just it 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 makes sense for me to rest and recharge and then come back. And here's the thing with perfectionism.
0: So just like I mean, perfectionism is a form of anxiety, right? The underlying issue with perfectionism is a a lack of control and b a fear of judgment. If I'm not perfect, they're going to think I'm fucking dumb. If I'm not perfect, they're going to think I can't do X, Y, Z. If I'm not perfect, like fill in the blank, right? Mm -hmm. And the whole idea of having to control a situation and to be perfect in that situation is what's so exhausting about perfectionism. When you have to speak in front of people on a regular basis, is there a fear there that you're going to mess up? Yeah. But here's the thing. A, even if you mess up, they're probably not going to notice. And B, what's the fucking worst that's going to happen if you fumble your words? We laugh about it on here because we fumble our words quite a bit. Or we repeat ourselves 862 times. Whatever. Here's the thing. We're still here. We're still alive. You guys don't hate us. We're humans, right? Like, Embrace the fact that you are a human and you're going to make mistakes. And that's okay because that's how
1: we learn. And it's just a part of fucking life. A failure is necessary. Failure yes. is absolutely necessary. And it will happen. It will. That's that's the thing. Like, you have to get that in your mind. Failure mm-hmm. is going to happen. It will happen. And you will come out of it. You absolutely yep. will. Because the only person who can keep you from coming out of it is yourself. Mm-hmm. You are the only person who can keep you in that shame spiral of, I should have done this, I should have done this, I could have done this, I could have No! Those are mm-hmm. all cognitive errors. Those are all give me facts that prove that that's true. And here's the thing. Maybe there is a factor too two. But again, instead of, like we talked about in the cognitive errors episode, that that's a place, an area for you to be able to look at of like, okay, this is where I can revisit. This mm-hmm. is where I notice maybe something is coming up for me that I need to go work through. Instead of being like, yep, that's where it is. That's that's where, you know, I fucked up. I'm this, I'm that. No. And really realistically allowing yourself to to. Not embrace the thoughts or feelings as like fact of like I made a stupid choice. I am not stupid. Mm-hmm. I was careless. I am not X Y Z. Like it was a careless mistake. Not like I'm a fucking idiot or whatever. Because then you, that's what you're feeding yourself. Yeah. And then then it's you're always setting yourself up against yourself and like pushing that goalpost of what quote air quotes perfect. Cause it's again, not, not fucking real, but what perfect looks like to you, you're just shoving yourself further back mm-hmm. of like, Oh, I messed up there. So that's just another strike against me. You're going to fail. And you know what? You're gonna come out of it. You are, you absolutely will. Well, and going
0: back to being competitive, I think the other like underlying aspect of it too, is like just comparison. And it could be silly things, right? I think about when I was learning how to color, right? I love coloring. I think coloring Mm -hmm. is very therapeutic. When I was a kid, my aunt and I or my mom and I would sit down and color. And they were obviously very good colorers because they were grownups. Mm -hmm. I was like four. But I remember looking at them and thinking, oh, my God, they're so good and mine's terrible. Mm -hmm. That was just how I talked to myself. And that's sad. I was a little girl. That wasn't fair, but I didn't. Really, know any better to challenge it. And again, I find Bug doing the same thing where we'll be doing something or he'll ask me to draw something. And I'm not like a great artist by any means. I just enjoy drawing, but he'll be like, Mom, that looks so good. Mine's terrible. Or Mom, that looks so good. X, Y, Z. And I have to challenge him and say, Bubs, it's not about like being perfect, right? Like we're trying our best and that's all that matters. My kid draws like ridiculous pictures
1: mm-hmm.
0: and he'll minimize his successes because he'll say, Well, I watched a tutorial and I'm like, Yeah. And you put pen to paper and drew what they drew. That's not easy. Let's talk about the fact
1: that that's a win, dude. You know, I think the nice thing is, is I, I'm able to help Sophia reframe it in her mind of like my nephew, Dominic is five and Sophia will be eight in May. So when we're looking at, I'm like, you know, look at Dominic and look at you, look where he is. So, and now look where you are. When you were five, you did the same things he did, but now look, you're eight and you're like, I explained it in a child way, but like your fine motor skills are more on board. You have better control of X, Y, Z. Like, so you will get to that point. And she, mm-hmm. the other day we were talking about something because Lincoln is my other nephew and he is younger. He just turned three and she was like, yeah, but he's three and that's okay because he's learning. And <laughs> I was like, yes. So that's exactly what this is you used to have to swim with floaties oh I think we were talking about swimming honestly I was like you used to have to swim with floaties and now you swim in the deep end and Linky's got to have his floaties on but he's learning and she's like yeah that's you know so it's it's Sometimes the comparison aspect is good to see where you've come from. Sure. To see where you have come from. Not necessarily comparing yourself against somebody, but to say, hey, from five to eight, look at how much change I've made. Or from 22 to 34, look how much change I've made. So it's it's all about how you are framing it in your mind instead of having this like have not or wanting position, looking at it like this is attainable and I am taking steps to be able to get there. Does that make sense? Yes.
0: And I also believe that it would be almost impossible for perfectionism to not lead to some form of depression because you're always going to be chasing something that's unattainable and you're never going to feel worthy and you're never going to feel good enough. And that's a really exhausting feeling. And it can definitely perpetuate itself with, you know, sadness, irritability, all the things, low self-worth um, but when you are willing to have the insight to say to yourself, but look at the girls I have made and you truly at your core, see that and believe that it makes a big difference. If you're superficially saying, yeah, I made some progress over the years. Like it is what it is. That's not genuine. That's not real. You're just like placating whoever it is that you're talking to, whether it be yourself or your therapist,
1: mm-hmm. you
0: have to embody what you say and truly with your core, Believe it or things aren't going to change. They won't. I absolutely agree. Perfectionism sucks. And unfortunately, I don't think it's going anywhere. I think people view perfectionism. No, and I think people view perfectionism as I'm just really motivating myself to do better. Are you though? You're keeping are you yourself, stuck yourself in a shame miserable. Spiral. spiral. Yes. You are yes. in a
1: shame spiral. That's where you're keeping yourself. And you feel because that shame spiral is, um, quote, producing, unquote, because you're getting stuff done, um, your life could look entirely different if we approached it an entirely different way. Like, and I feel like that's, like, getting not, getting to my mentality of, like, Huh? At least I fucking showed up. At least I'm trying. At least, hey, I'm Mm -hmm. not good, but I'm here. And, like, the um, Friends episode where Monica is at the dance class. You're not a Friends person, don't you? I mean, I've watched it. I'm not, like, a diehard fan. So Monica is at a dance class, um, and she... I forget, maybe Phoebe was somebody, one of, it was Phoebe, Rachel, and Monica were all at the dance class, and I don't understand why they were there, I don't really remember, but Monica was just, like, not getting any of these steps, now, whatever, and the girl was like, you're not really, you're not really getting in, she was like, but at least I'm trying, and, like, <laughs> moving around, like, that's me, that is literally how I, how I show up, of, like, at least I'm trying, at least I'm here, at least I can say I had this experience, and it is what it is, and I'll learn from it, and if I like it, I'll keep doing it. And If I don't, it doesn't fucking serve me. I'm not going to sit here and try and shove my foot into this shoe because that's what, that's what it is. That's, that's what's going to make me happy. No. Like, how about, how about just walking away from the shoe because the shoe doesn't fit and it's not making me happy. Mm -hmm. So why, why am I going to try to make myself fit into that shoe? Fuck that shoe. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: I was just thinking going back to the judgment part of it. And mom, if you're listening, I already know that you're going to be laughing or maybe you will take offense to it. I don't really know. But anyways, mm-hmm. when I was a kid, if I would like brought somebody over like uninvited or unannounced, my mom would freak out because the house wasn't clean. Like the mm-hmm. house needs to be clean for company to come over. So that has been instilled in me since I was little. Like you have to have a clean house in order to have friends over. Because again, your fear is that they are going to judge you based on how clean your house is. Ew, your bathroom's dirty, that's so gross. Ew, there's dog hair on the floor. Gross. Right. And that's all mm-hmm. these thoughts that are coming into your head of they're gonna think I'm unworthy of having company over because my house is disgusting. Whatever the thoughts are that you're experiencing, it's all coming down to a fear of judgment. And it's mm-hmm. funny because now, like they'll come over here for the holidays, um, and it's just like, you know, my immediate family and my son, and I'll be like, well, I have to clean the house. And she's like, It's just us. And I'm like, <clears throat> Where do you think I learned it from, Susan? <laughs> you Susan. Yeah. So, yeah, there's so many factors that play into it, I feel like, and exacerbate it. But the beautiful thing is, just like anything else, you do have the power to change that perspective Mm -hmm. and those thought patterns and the intentions behind it, all the things. like You have the power to take control back and say, I'm not going to hold myself to these ridiculous, unattainable standards anymore because for what? I've just made myself
1: miserable. Right. Absolutely.
0: someday I'll get to your level where I'm like, I'm just here to live my best life, trying.
1: You absolutely will, man. (laughs) The grass is green here. The grass (laughs) is green. I know they're like, oh, grass isn't always green. Yes, the fuck it is. Over here it is. Over here it is. So much pressure is just off of you when you Mm -hmm. when you start to realize I don't give a fuck what people think. Yep. Because here's again, and it's not it's not this like sassy ass attitude of like I don't give a fuck what you think. It's the understanding, the radical acceptance of, I can't control what they think of me. Yep. So I am going to stop living as if I can control what they think of me. And mm-hmm. then that frees you up for so much space. It's like stepbrothers. There's so much room for activities. Like, <laughs> yes. literally. Like, once you, once you shed that weight of judgment from other people or the, the concern of judgment from other people... It's it's awesome.
0: We were talking about our next episode is going to be a really, really fantastic one with um, help from our – not help like she's going to be on. I would die if that with happened. With Brene Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Brene is showing up. She's uh, so good. That's going to happen someday. I'm, I'm, I, yeah, we question, already yeah. manifested that. I it's, will, it's going to happen. Yeah, it's going to start being a
1: goal that I write every day.
0: But she says in one of her books slash presentations, talks, she says – Perfectionism is a 20 ton shield. We can carry it around. We carry it around to protect us when really it keeps us from being seen. So Mm -hmm. we're trying to prevent others from being able to judge us because we're viewed as perfect. Okay, but here's the thing they're going to judge you no matter what.
1: Mm hmm. So just oh, it must be it nice off. to have your life together. It yep. must be nice. Must to, be nice like, to be perfect. There, There's so many different ways that that can be had. And she talks about in the um, power of vulnerability, she also talks about um, that perfectionism exists because we think we can avoid mm-hmm. um, the shame, blame, judgment from people. And that if we're, if so many times enough, we're perfect, then, then we've got it and no one's going to, we won't feel shame. We won't feel blamed. We won't feel any of those things. And it's such a fallacy those emotions exist to be able to help us progress forward or understand ourselves better or for whatever reason you, your journey's yours. You, you discover on your journey, why those exist for you and what that looks like and how to work through them. But I, I, man, that, that, oof, that's going to be a good episode.
0: Oh, it's going to be so good. It's probably going to be a long one, too, because there's so yeah, much to unpack and discuss. Be. But in thinking about what you just said with that statement about it, it helps us to avoid shame. You no, know, it doesn't. It just displaces the shame. Yes. And we internally experience the shame. And we're literally breaking ourselves down every time it happens. There's no motivation behind shaming yourself. There isn't. Mm-hmm. That's not a thing. We think it is until we fully sit back and realize, wow, I really talk to myself like an asshole. That is not okay. Because if I wouldn't talk to my seven-year-old like that, I damn sure shouldn't talk to myself like that.
1: What we think, we feel like the shame is going to motivate us. Feelings are not facts. Cognitive error. Mm -hmm. Just because you feel some type of way doesn't mean it's factually what it is. Shame doesn't get you anywhere but stuck in nope. a shame spiral that that perfectionism gets you stuck in that shame spiral because, because when do you stop? When does it exactly. end? What does that look like for you? There is always one. sitting here thinking like, well, I could be better though. No, mm-hmm. you can't. You are you, you are enough the way that you are. Yep. That's it. That's your fucking power. Yep. You are you and there's nobody like you. And each day doing your best is going to look different. And that's
0: okay. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's okay. It, It needs to look different in order to have growth. Am I boring you? Is that why you're yawning or like what's happening? You already
1: know why I'm tired. (laughs) Damn near poisoned myself. (laughs) I had a episode with, um, that, you know what, that was, that was a way that I was able to practice and show up for myself of, I, I was going to get Jeffrey's birthday dinner so this will date the episode of when we're actually recording it. I I went to get Jeffrey's birthday dinner, and I grabbed bread because he wanted garlic bread, and I grabbed what I thought was gluten-free bread because it was a brand that typically is gluten-free, and it was not gluten-free, and I learned the hard way as a diagnosed celiac who does not eat a not gluten-free, like gluten-free diet is everything that I've eaten for the past almost 11 years. So when I had those two pieces, I was like, insert TikTok song. Oh no, 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 no. (laughs) I literally was like, oh no. Um, and that was a moment for me to really practice acceptance instead of being like, I'm such an idiot. I'm so careless. How could I, I was like, it was a careless mistake. That's what it was. And here's the thing: it already happened. I can't change it. I can't change yep. what is about to happen. The, the journey my body is about to go on. I can't change that. I can just have grace and understanding and love myself because that is the only way I'm going to get through these next couple of weeks. Having yep. this, it's because it's just a prolonged reaction of like every day, every day brings a new adventure and learning to be like I'm going to fail sometimes, and that's okay. Yep. I feel like that was a good episode. It was a good episode. It is a good episode. All of them are good in their own right. True statement. We can't right, wait for the guys. next one,
0: though. It's going to be so good. Oh, it's going to be so
1: good. All right. Buckle up. You can find in the show notes how to follow us on social media. I am not going to go through the spiel that Steph goes through because, <laughs> guess what? It's in the show notes. Look it up. Follow us on Instagram, follow us on Facebook, email us. We love feedback. So if you guys have topics, things you want covered, by all means, let us know. Let Please, us know. please. All right, we'll talk to you guys soon. Love
0: you guys. We do love you so much. Bye. Bye.